Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Acts chapter 2 verse 17 says, This is what I'll do in the last days. I will, not maybe, if, if the conditions are right and everyone's happy and praying, I will pour out my Spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. They will see visions. Your old men will extreme, experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants Men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Once again, not maybe, they will prophesy. And prophecy is God's preferred future for people or situations. I will reveal startling signs and wonders in the sky above and mighty miracles on the earth below. Blood and fire and pillars of cloud will appear. Wow, it says, I will pour out my Spirit on everybody. That's powerful, isn't it? Everybody. Everybody. Not just those who deserve it. Not just those who think they deserve it. I will pour out my Spirit on everybody. Do you realize that as we're in church tonight, we feel His Spirit and power, but the Holy Spirit's working in the 62,000 people in our city right now. He is striving with everyone to come to repentance. The Holy Spirit is working on hearts that have been prayed for, that you've walked up and down your street and driving through our neighbor and you pray for our neighbor. Guess what? The Spirit of God's striving with people's hearts tonight. As they're flicking the television, God's working on some of them. As they are going through the internet, God's working on some of them to find something that's going to grab their attention and get them to start to see differently. We, we forget that it says the Holy Spirit will be poured out on everybody. Some of us just take a little while longer to see and experience that. But I want to stir your hearts. He says, I'll pour out my spirit on everybody. And then it says, your young men will see. What are they going to see? They're going to see visions, not just vision. Visions. When we see that, we read that, we think, well, that's got to be some dramatic revelation of heaven. Or it's got to be something that's so profound that we'll never, ever forget. And sometimes there are dramatic encounters where God just opens your eyes to see like you've never seen before. Some of you, the first time you came to church, we heard some of the testimonies this morning from the Transformations men and women. The first or second week at church, they saw or felt and experienced God's love that they'd never, ever, ever felt before. How powerful is when you see something and experience something you've never seen or felt before. But it says you'll see visions, not just one vision, and that's good life. Like if you fill up your car with petrol, you don't expect that to last for the next three years. Probably within a week, you've got to go and fill up again. So God regularly gives us fresh vision or insight. Now, it's not only an incredible vision that will captivate your heart and get you on a pathway of becoming a doctor or a missionary or doing something incredible for the poor or the needy, and that may be what God does. But vision is what you see. And so sometimes a vision is a something dropped out of heaven type experience, but it's just a heart's desire to see good come to your family or your friends or your workmates that have had lots of reversals. You just start to desire good for them. You start to see, and every time you pray for them, you see them changed. 
That is vision. Vision is what you see. It is what's been revealed to you by your spirit. Some of us look through dark sunglasses at all of life. Some of us walk through life wearing dark sunglasses and we don't see what God's seeing. We've got glasses on that are tainted by guilt and shame and so everything we look at is affected by our experience or our sin or our sense of failure and so we can't see clearly everything's dark and dim. You've met some people like that, don't you? No matter what's happening, the, the world's falling down. It's, it's doom and gloom no matter what happens. And yet everyone else is seeing good, but every time they talk, it's like they're looking through dark sunglasses and life is just so difficult and so hard. Others see with clear eyes. Sometimes we see with a magnifying glass or we end up putting on our reading glasses or your computer glasses and you can see just more clearly. You're all blurry out there because these are reading glasses. What do you see with? God wants you to see with the eyes of faith. He wants you to see through the eyes of love. And He wants you to see through the eyes of truth. But for so many of us, we have blurry vision. We get blurry vision. The New Testament talks about the last days. And the last days, said, in the last days I'll pour out my Spirit. That began at Pentecost and extends until the return of Jesus. We have technically been living in the last days for the last 2,000 years. But we're getting closer and closer at the end of time. It says, I'll pour out. The word for pour out is to gush forth or run powerfully. The Aramaic for this word pour out can be translated, I will be splashing my spirit wind over all of flesh and humanity. There it is again. God loves all of humanity, not just the good people or the Christians. I think God wants to start so that we see our families, our neighborhood, not with blinkered eyes of whether they're a Christian or not, but with eyes that says they are a created human being, created in the image of God, and I'm pouring my spirit out on all people, all of humanity. And sometimes we forget that. I want to stir our hearts. It says the word for visions is heresis, can also mean our eyes open to have divine encounters encounters and see into the spiritual realm these are not daydreams but visions of the heavenly realm i have probably had two maybe three open visions in my life what's an open vision it's like you're just in normal daylight but you get you start to see into the spirit realm i had it the first day i walked into this church 17 years ago we used to have a door there and a door there. I remember I walked through the doors and as I walked through, God gave me an open vision of what he was going to do in this church and this city in the coming years. I staggered to my seat because it just happened like that. As soon as I walked through the door, it's like I saw in the spirit and God spoke to me, said, this city used to be a place of great spiritual impact and there used to be great conferences and camps and conventions and all sorts of amazing things happened with 
many, many thousands of people's lives changed. And then the Spirit said, for the, but for the last period of time, decade or so, it had become a spiritual backwater and had lost some of its focus and breakthrough. But the days would come where this church and this city would touch this nation and the nations of the earth and would once again have people coming and going with the spiritual impact. And even with transformations this morning, I saw those five people graduate. They're from all over Australia. And they're going back and taking the message of life. And that's just one small a demonstration of the kingdom of God being demonstrated. And I, it was like an open bit, 30 seconds, as I walked from there to the seat, I just had a revelation of what God was going to do. Three, three years ago, I had another one where we were worshipping one Sunday morning. I've shared this before, but some of you haven't heard it. And we were worshipping, and as I'm just lifting up and focusing on Jesus, all of a sudden I saw a picture of the statue of Jesus, that 90-foot statue that stands over Rio de Janeiro. You know the great big... Statue, and that was just before the Olympic Games. And I'm worshiping, I saw this huge, big statue of Jesus. And I said, Lord, what's that about? But that's worship, it changed from a, a statue to a living picture of Christ standing over our city. And it became so real, it was like Jesus was just huge standing over Harvey Bay. And as we continued to worship, that's why I love that song, Your Presence is an Open Door. Because when you start to worship Jesus and you pray, the doors of the Spirit start to open and you start to see things differently. So as we continued to worship, it became a living picture of Christ standing over this city. And in his right hand, he had this huge, big flaming sword, meters high. It was fearsome. I said, Lord, what's that about? He says, that's to destroy the works of the evil one over the people and over this city. And it was so powerful. And in his left hand, he had this huge big container. It, was, it wasn't a bucket. It was like a huge tank full of clear liquid that was spilling over. And I said, Lord, what's that? He said, that is living water and liquid love that are going to pour over the people of this city and transform lives and families. And everywhere I saw the drops of that water touch houses, families, neighborhoods, the beach, life came where there'd been death and destruction. So I had this open vision, probably went on for about two minutes while I'm here worshipping and I was transported and just saw in the Spirit. And by the end of it, I was on my face worshipping God and totally overcome with the presence of Jesus. I've had those two clear open visions. I've had some less dramatic than that. But I have a daily vision of seeing lives transformed. Every time I preach the word, I believe for people to come to Christ. So I see with the eye of faith them coming and responding. Every time I pray for someone, I believe that something's moving or shifting in their life or their household or their workplace or their body. So you, you function out of the vision that you have. But when the Spirit of God gets a hold of us, our visions shift and change from natural into supernatural. There's a something that shifts and transforms in our lives. In the Amplified it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares, they will pour out my Spirit upon all mankind. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels. Your young men will see visions, divinely granted appearances. Your old men shall dream dreams, divinely suggested dreams. Yes, and on my handmaidens and uh, maidservants, in those days I will pour out my Spirit. They shall prophesy telling forth the divine counsel and predicting future events pertaining especially to God's 
kingdom. Now, when I tell those stories, you think, well, that's just for pastors and evangelists. No, it's for any one of us. I remember when Mary Lynn got saved, her younger sister, Sharon, who was here last night for a birthday party, she's now uh, travels overseas. She's heading off next week, I think it is, to travel to Poland and Germany and Canada to preach the gospel. She wasn't a Christian. I remember Mary Lynn got saved when she was 18 and her sister was 16. And we started praying for her to come to Christ. I remember about three weeks in worship and she clearly saw a picture of her sister standing beside her, hands raised, worshipping Jesus. She wasn't there. She was out doing drugs and messing up her life because her family had broken up and she was a mess and didn't want to come to church. But she saw that and we agreed together and others, we said, okay, you've God's shown you that, therefore we pray into that and believe for it to happen. What happens in the spirit then becomes reality when you take it and believe for it and start to speak it and declare it and pray it. Within months, that's exactly what happened. She walked into church, gave her heart to Jesus and got cleaned up and now she's married with four kids, grandkids and now travels the world serving Jesus because Mary Lynn, vision, saw with the eye of faith what was going to happen. And God can do that in all of our lives. Sometimes it's just a very natural vision. Parents, they just have a vision that their kids are going to grow up and be important and significant people in community. Mightn't be a direct revelation, but it will be a heart's desire. So God wants us to live with vision, with eyes of faith. The passion, uh, the NIV says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your young will see vision, your old men will dream dreams. Vision, sight, what do you see? Divine vision of a, of a preferred future. A positive image of good things happening around us, lives being transformed. Some people, they just see darkness and negativity. No matter how good it's getting, well, the weather might turn and well, it'll be bad by tomorrow. And they, have, they can't even enjoy today because they're thinking tomorrow's going to get bad. We've all been there at times. When things are closing in on us, all we can see is negativity fear and anxiety and we get consumed of seeing life with dark sunglasses on and all you see is darkness and shadows instead of seeing with clarity and open eyes and maybe you're here tonight and you think well every time I look at my life I just see darkness and shadows instead of freedom we need to come to the Lord and say Lord open my eyes to see some people have an image, a vision, a mindset of negative things happening. What is fear? Fear is, is basically your imagination that can be used for positive turned into negative. You basically turn it around. So fear is imagining and seeing what might happen bad. That's what you're doing. You're taking a God-given gift to imagine and see positive things, breakthrough, beauty and blessing and the enemy turns it around and you start to now look through the other lens and all you see and think about is fear and negativity, anxiety and what's going to go wrong. That is not how God's designed us to function. Imagination is an amazing gift of God but it can be so destructive when it's not used right. Pornography works out of the imagination and the visual, but brings destruction and control and bondage. Fear, anxiety are destructive forms of the gift of imagination and creativity. If you're an artist, you've got to see something before you can paint it. 
unless you're one of those real random paint, just throws the paint on and see what comes out of it. Anyone done that sort of art? <laughs> if you're a sculptor, or if you are a builder or a carpenter, if you're doing some interior decorating, you, you start to see what you want to see happen. If you make clothes, you start to see what it's going to look like, and then you start to create it. That's the gift of vision and a met. If you're a counsellor, you start to see how that person could be free and you discover what are the snags and you help lead that person into a place of freedom. If you're a school teacher, your goal is to teach kids. And I've met one or two school teachers in the past that have got so negative all they do is yell and say, you'll never be good for anything. And I think, what a terrible thing. I've felt a couple of parents come get like that too. Or you can say, wow, this is a tough thing, but we're going to believe for the best. And I remember hearing the story of the, the two classes and, uh, in this school. And so what they did, they divided into two and they this is not 50% and you guys are going to excel. And these are the other 50% that probably are going to struggle in school. So what happened? The 50% thought they were going to succeed. The teacher just believed the best in them. The other 50% that didn't think they were going to make it and the teacher didn't help them, they really struggled. Now, the reality was it was a test, an experiment, and they didn't even work out the intelligence levels. They just put them together at random and picked at random, put them in those two groups, and guess what? The ones that they believed would be good rose to the top. The ones who said weren't any good, no matter how intelligent, stayed to the bottom. Because what you see and expect is what you'll end up getting. And God, that's why God says, I want you to see with the eye of faith the potential that God has. Look, look at Luke 4.18. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord's on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to claim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Wow, wow, wow. It's so easy to be blinded to the truth. And one of the marks of the Holy Spirit coming on us, Jesus said, I'm going to help you to recover from blindness. You know, they say you've got blind spots. We've all got some blind spots. When you're driving in a car, there's often a couple of blind spots just behind the uh, pillars of the mirrors. And if you're not really clear on that and take a second look, you can end up getting run into or running into something. If you're not careful, because there is a blind spot in the construction of your vehicle. We've all got blind spots about ourselves. That's why we need accountable relationships, why we need people that will speak the truth in love to us. We think we're doing fine, and we probably are 98% of the time, but there's a 2% of the time we need someone else to have fresh eyes to see. That's the power of being in a church family, being in life groups, being in accountable relationships because other people can help you see the things you don't see very well. And uh, I love Ephesians 1. This is a beautiful prayer, one of my favorite prayers in the Bible. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. Look at verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people 
and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him in his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above, all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. What a beautiful prayer this is. So if you wrestle with negativity, fear, shame, guilt, lack of positive focus for the future, I encourage you to pray this prayer over and over and over until it really gets into your soul. I pray. I keep asking that the Lord may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The word revelation comes from to reveal, to see. And I'm just so excited that when you come to Christ, you start to see things differently. When you're young, everything's so exciting. And I remember when I was 18, 19, 20, you, you think you're going to change the world. And you end up, you do change the world, but probably sometimes differently than the way you think. You change your world of influence. And I want to encourage you, don't ever lose that passion and idealism of youth. It's an incredible gift. I love kids. You ask a five-year-old kid, what are you going to be? They're going to be the president of America. They're going to be, they're going to be a, a, a sports person. They're going to be a famous movie star. They're going to be a, an amazing singer or actress. They, they just dream really big without any limitations. <coughs> what happens <coughs> as you go through life? A few negative adults say, oh, you could never be that. So we just lower our expectations. Oh, you're not educated or smart of that, so we lower our expectations again, and we end up settling for something way below what God's called us to be and do. And I want to encourage you, no matter what age you are, don't stop dreaming, and don't stop asking God to open your eyes to see with fresh perspective. Young people, don't stop dreaming. The enemy tries to steal your vision. He tries to rob your perspective on who you are. That's why I love the family of God, because we encourage one another. We speak truth into one another. We say, no, you're better than that. You don't have to settle for that in your life. You don't have to settle for that thinking about yourself, because I've made you in my image. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. I want to encourage you tonight. Say, Lord, open my eyes to see. If you're honest right now, what do you see for your future? What do you see for your future? If you had a piece of paper in your hand and you say, what are the five key things I can see in my short to medium term future, say the next five years? What would you write down? Are they really positive things? Or are, they, are you limiting what could happen because of what other people have said about you? Or the way you see yourself saying, oh, if, if there was no limitations, I'd love to do this or be this. Well, why don't you aim for it? Oh, no, I could never do that. What if the Spirit of God's stirring you and we are limiting what He wants us to do? There are people here that can write the most amazing songs that are not yet written. There's some people here that can write some incredible poetry that's never been penned. There are you think, oh, how could I ever write a book? There are people here that haven't painted paintings yet. There are people here who could end up being the best friend to some lonely people in this city that will change their lives. There are people here who can become counsellors or preachers. There are people here that can become great communicators, great listeners. 
And we've, we've put it aside because we think, well, I could never do that. If you look with your own eyes, you probably can't. But if you look with the eyes of Jesus, he can open us up to unlimited um, dynamics. And I just believe the Spirit of God saying, hey, open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my soul. What does that look like? Let's see what it says in the Passion version of this. <clears throat> Not going to preach long tonight because we've had a, a, an exciting day today. It's been amazing. And uh, God is so, so good. In the Passion it says, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation and know him through your deepening intimacy with him. Pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. I love kids because they've got the most incredible imaginations. What happens when we get older? We just stop imagining. Because we, we, we think, well, that could never happen. Or we tried that and it didn't work. Don't give up. Don't settle for less. And it goes on and says, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of His calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that He finds in us, His holy ones. So imagination is a beautiful, beautiful gift. Some would say, oh, they're just daydreamers. Well, I think a few more of us need to dream during the day and the night. Not just night dreams when you've eaten too much pizza, but just let, let some dreams come alive. Some imaginations. And older folks, don't, don't think it's over. It's never over until God says it's over. And I just think we've got to get some more creativity in you because the Holy Spirit energizes you. And what's limiting you? What's caused you to settle for less? Is it physical health issues? Is it broken relationships? Is it unfulfilled expectations? Is it other people's opinions that you listen to more than you do God's opinion? We're all guilty of that sometimes. That's why I love reading the Bible because you get God's opinion instead of other people's opinions. That's why I love worship because the Holy Spirit starts to lift your eyes to see what He can do. How was that, Dave, with that song this morning, mate? That was awesome. Now, probably a year ago, you never, ever imagined you would do that. Maybe three months ago, you probably never imagined you could do that. But somewhere, somehow, God started to stir your heart, and you said, I'm going to sing that song. And he just stepped up and did it. I think that's an awesome testimony that he could see himself doing it, and others got beside him and said, let's do it together. That's the power when you get vision from God, you don't have to do it on your own. Get a few people doing it together and see what God can do. And I thought that was awesome. I was so stirred with the words of the song, but with the passion and your willingness to get up and have a go. And that was a pretty mean mouth organ as well. That was awesome. Let's give him a hand. That was power. <laughs> well done, Dave. <laughs> See, sometimes it just takes a bit of courage to step up and have a go. Just don't settle. There are people who you've got some incredible musical capacities, and you know, I don't see you up playing on stage, and you should be. 
you've got gifts of music and you should be writing songs or in a group that's doing some outreach evangelism. Why not? You say, well, I don't know if I've got the time to practice and I don't know if I'm good enough. If you've got a gift of God, get beside some of the team and say, hey, I want to develop that and get some people to train you. I believe, I believe we settle for way less than what we could or should out of fear, which is a negative vision of what the future might be if we fail. Just step up and have a go. Be available. The enemy has stamped really bad stuff on some of our minds and our hearts. But tonight, he says, what do you see? What do you see? I'm going to open up the eyes of your understanding, flood you with light. Wow. I'm going to have the worship team be coming up and we're just going to take some time. Just a few minutes before we finish tonight, I want the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see. Some of you are doing awesomely, but I've learned don't settle for where you are. Believe for more. Believe for more. Bevan and Carol, you just pray and minister life to people. Just keep believing for more people to be set free. There's a process, but I believe God's going to speed some of the things that we do so it happens quicker. And we see it with the eye of faith. Impossible things, God can turn them around so that you can see the breakthroughs. Maybe you're here tonight and, and you're saying, wow, I've just got some incredible mountains in front of me. I've got some incredible mountains in front of me. That's okay. God's the mountain maker and he's the mountain mover. That's how awesome our God is. That's our Jesus. He's so powerful. And maybe tonight you're here and you're saying, wow, I really would like to believe that Jesus could do that in my life. It says the Holy Spirit will be poured out on all people. My young men will see visions. My Spirit on men and women. Holy Spirit, right now, just move over us. Even as I've been speaking, there's someone here and you've had, you set out on life with great dreams, but if you were honest now, you feel like you're sitting on a, a pile of shattered dreams. And you've been living with a whole lot of regrets saying, if only I hadn't made that choice and connected with that person, and you just can't see how it can change. Tonight, if you come to the master builder, he can start to build something out of the ass. There are other people here, and you are already serving God, but you are limiting what he can do through you. And you, because you've compared yourself to others who have gone ahead of you and you thought, I could never be like them. You probably can be even more impacting than them if you just let yourself dream. Let's stand in His presence right now. I want you to close your eyes, just so you close out distractions. But I want your, the eyes of your heart, your spiritual eyes, to be really open right now. Just tonight, the Spirit of God is speaking to hearts right now, right now. Before we finish this meeting, next few minutes, the Spirit of God's calling you right now. Maybe He's calling your heart right now. Say, so, wow, wow. 
this has been a simple message, but maybe it's connected to your heart. First of all, I want to ask, do you know this amazing Jesus? Maybe someone's invited you tonight or you felt to come tonight and you've never, ever opened your heart to Jesus. You know about him, but tonight you think, I need, I need his spirit to change me, to set me free. If you've never, ever opened your heart to Jesus or you need to come back to him tonight, I'd like to pray for you first because God wants to open the eyes of your heart so you turn to him. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.